Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Burt Show. You want to help out some incredible kids? You want to drive off in a brand new 2023 Mercedes-Benz GLA 250 SUV for only 100 bucks? Heck yeah, you do. All right, the Burt's Big Adventure Mercedes-Benz raffle is back. It's thanks to our friends at RBM of Alpharetta. Abby, how much are tickets? Only $100. Mo, how many tickets are up for grabs? You got a 1 in 2,500 chance of winning. That's an incredible odds to drive away with a brand new Mercedes-Benz for only $100. And all that money goes to Burt's Big Adventure, our nonprofit, where we take kids with chronic and terminal illness to Disney World. So you have until 5 p.m. Wednesday, October 25th. I'm telling you right now, this always sells out. So you don't want to waste, uh, you don't want to wait until the last second and waste your chance. So go ahead and go to Burt'sBigAdventure.org or TheBurtShow.com and score your raffle ticket, uh, ticket. Big thanks to our friends over at RBM of Alpharetta. This is our sixth year in a row. They donate the vehicles every single year and we couldn't do this trip without you. So thank you so much. Kaylee, I think you are going through something that a majority of parents are dealing with with young kids. Oh my God, yes. Okay, how old is your son, Kai? He just turned 11. And he wants to do what? Start his own YouTube oh, channel. No. Oh, wow. No, no. no. Okay. So I have uh, 11-year-old niece and nephews, and I can see it in her eyes that this is something she would love to do as well. Yeah, and I've been fighting it. He's been wanting it, and and I'm like, no. <laughs> no. And at one point, it was like, I don't know, six or seven months ago, I kind of was like, maybe. And I actually, those words came out of my mouth, the maybe. And then he was on me, like, can I do it? Can we do it? Can we set it up today? Can we set it up today? And I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. And I can't, I can't get mad at him for that because he's like me. He's very persistent. He asks for what he wants. But I try to limit YouTube watching in general because. I mean, he would just watch mindless crap for yeah. hours. And a lot of it is mindless. Like, there's there are some that have educational value to them, and then there are others that are just drivel. And there are there are a couple of channels that he really likes. Like, there's this, these guys make so much money, the Dude Perfect, the Trick Shot guys. Um, and uh, they even, like, had, like, a concert thing that I brought them to. And so they, and I think that's where they made all their money was on YouTube doing these like crazy trick shots um but he's just, i mean constantly like uh, i'll come home and i could see he's on it like get off of youtube so now just the fact of him like going to stare at it oh my god i got likes i got subscribers uh. and i could just see 
the addiction and the mindless stuff. So anyway, I've been trying to avoid it. Does he have a premise? Is there something specific that he wanted to do? Um, be on YouTube. Okay, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So he found a way to circumvent me. Oh, he did. Yes, he did. Is it is it his mother? Uh, no, no. Mom's on board with that because yeah. she'll go ask your dad. Mm-hmm. I'm like, thanks. You're leaving that all that decision making weight on me. Well, so him and one of his best friends who live in the neighborhood decided that they would get his dad to start a YouTube channel, like a secondary channel underneath him. Oh, so wait, so the dad already uh, has a YouTube channel? Well, his, yeah, the dad has, well, he has a YouTube account. Okay. So he let my son and his son start one under his account. Time out, without time a, out. Yeah, go without ahead. Without asking you or your wife's well, permission? I mean, it's technically his. No, but your kid's a part of it. And so you can't start a YouTube channel and put another parent's child's face on the internet. I'm not worried about, like... We are. I'm worried. Yeah, that's uh-uh. wrong. You yeah. can't do that. Well, why not? Because I mean, like, my see, kid. I, that doesn't make me mad. Like, it, like, it's not the... I'm not trying to hide his face. I know as, you're as, not. But as, as, like, parent to parent, it just seems like that is, one, common decency, common courtesy, like, whatever you want to say, proper protocol... Like, if somebody put my kid on their YouTube channel and didn't get parental consent, that's a huge issue. Now you're making me mad. Now I'm going to have to send him a, a nasty letter. No, and I love the, I love his parent, this kid's parents, and okay. I love the kid. He's a really good kid. Um, and they do a lot for my son. They take him constantly out to dinner, and, and they're just really, they're both really, really good kids. So, but now what's making me even more mad is the amount of success they are having with these stupid videos. Okay. Like, right. I am more pissed off about that than anything else. So your son could have been getting all the credit. See? See what you did? Yeah. Well, I mean, they are getting all the credit. So so the name of their channel is It Hurts. And, so, and this up. is Kai and his buddy, his little friend. Yeah. And so they have a, their own YouTube channel called It Hurts. Yes. And what are they doing? Stupid, <laughs> mindless nonsense little skits uh, you know uh-huh. that they're doing but do you realize okay so now i haven't had all the time to execute as much marketing as i would have liked to with my podcast um i do do a little bit but i'm kind of been a one man army and as i'm building this team and you believe it or not in like weeks he is already he has like 10 times more subscribers than me he's got <laughs> videos that have views of like 10,000 and i'm like i don't have a video that's been viewed 10,000 times are you sure because i just did a search on youtube i cannot find his channel yeah i think it's it hurts it hurts uh, how successful it be it hurts me <laughs> um i think that's what it's called it's got like a bullseye icon uh, well so he so he's you didn't want him to do it but he found a way to do it and now he's doing it and, and so now he's having success so okay. now i'm like well you should ask him for advice yeah <laughs> hey help me produce some mindless crap that's gonna get me lots of hits well, Mike, okay, so, I mean, I can't fight. So do I just let him just have a chat? He's going to have it anyway. No, he's not. And so why can't I make money off of him? <laughs> why can't I hone in on that and be like one of those parents that's just selling their kids out? Raking in the dough. Well, yeah, right? Some like, of those kids make bank, dude. I know, like this kid that opens up stupid toys. Like, here, here's this Barbie doll, and I'm going to make 
Millions. Yeah, millions. millions. You can't find it, Abby? I can't Uh, find it. Send it to me. It's there. I will. I'll send it to you. But yeah, I'm very upset. (laughs) I need therapy about it. The Burt Show. All right, her ex-husband set her up on a date with his best friend, which is, I think, a little unorthodox, but okay. Things went great, but now... The ex-husband's best friend has ghosted her, and she wants our help to know why. It's our second date update. Hey, Rebecca, welcome to The Burt Show. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much. I love you guys. We love you, too. (laughs) So, Rebecca, go ahead and um, go ahead and expand on the situation here. So, give us a little bit of detail about you and your ex-husband. Okay. So, um, we had a decent marriage, but we just couldn't. I don't know. It's just like never seemed like it was going to last. And mm-hmm. two years ago, we decided to divorce. Um, we've stayed in touch and it was a really civil divorce. And, you know, based on so many of my friends' stories, I'm just really grateful for my ex that we've remained friends. And, um, So things are good in that relationship, even though, you know, obviously we're not together anymore. And we were talking the other day and he said that his best friend, Kyle, um, he always thought that I would have made a better partner for his best friend. And I was like, what? You're crazy. Um, And so... Then he, like, started laying out the reasons that we are more compatible. And I was like, well, that's kind of strange, but okay. Like, that's a bold move, Rebecca. It's not just, like, an acquaintance or a colleague. Like, this is your ex-husband's best friend. Yeah, and the thing is, like, we all met in college at the same time. So we've known each other all the same you know like I have met my husband when I met him too you know so it's um it was yeah it was felt kind of awkward and then do you know who facilitated this was it your ex-husband's idea or did the best friend come to him saying hey would you be cool if I dated your (laughs) ex-wife right that's yeah I would never ask that do you know who initiated it I feel like it's my ex because, yeah, because we talked again and then he said that, that Kyle would be into it. And so I felt like he went and told him. And so then I said, okay, well, you know, what harm would it do? Um, And so, so basically I was a little resistant until I heard that, that Kyle was into it too. And, um, yeah, so we actually went out and um, had a really good time. It was just, I don't know, it felt really natural. Like, obviously, we have this shared history. And um, so it was, I thought it was a great date and um, just had a really nice time. We laughed and he just seemed really attentive and kind and um said that you wanted to see me again. All right. And so it sounds promising. Uh-huh. Except that, of course, I haven't heard from him. Mm. How long has it been? It's been about about three weeks. Three weeks? Oh, yeah. Wow. How, how did the date end? Have, so y'all haven't spoken at all? 
Right. Yeah. He said that he wanted to see me again. And I was like, that would be awesome because, you know, since the divorce, we haven't really been hanging out like we used to. Um, so I was excited when I thought he said he wanted to see me again, that he meant like a date. Right. Um, but I haven't heard from him. Well, so it's been three weeks. Have you had any communication with your ex-husband since then? And have you, like, dropped, like, a hint, like, hey, haven't heard from Kyle in a while. What's he up to? <laughs> I straight up asked him. Oh, you did? Okay. And what did your husband or ex-husband say? He said he didn't know. And so, like, That's I don't lot. know if he was lying. It's just, it's kind of convoluted, right? But... I can't get an answer out of him, and I just want to know what happened because I thought there was really potential. Is it is it possible that maybe your ex-husband came up during the date and at some point he just realized how awkward it would have been to actually try to date his best friend's wife? Or the ex-husband, after the best friend went out with her, realized, I can't handle this. Mm-hmm. Both of those are possible, yeah. Hmm. All right, well, good news is... We reached out to Kyle for you, and he did respond, and we do have an answer for you, okay? Okay. All right, so Rebecca, hang tight, and we'll get you that second date update coming up here in just a little bit, all right? Okay, thank you. The Burt Show. So I just walked in the door, so there's that. Hi. (laughs) This is going to be a grueling 90-minute shift for me today. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, you guys. So I did the most Burt thing ever last night. Uh, I took the wrong medication before I go to sleep, <gasps> which kept me up all night. You know that modafinil I was telling you about? Yes, that, sir. That you and I have been taking a little bit. So this modafinil is, I mean, for lack of a better term, and I'm not a doctor, but it's like Adderall light. And a lot of um, night workers take it because your circadian rhythms get so screwed up yeah. that you're tired all the time and then you can't sleep at night also. So I heard about this thing called modafinil a year ago, and I've been taking it during the show. Up until about four months ago, and I have stopped taking it, but I think I'm sure one of them ended up in my nighttime supplements that I take because I saw it and it was so late at night that I wasn't processing it and I took it. <sighs> and then when I couldn't go to bed and it was 11 and then 12 and then one, then I started doing laundry and, <laughs> and then cleaning my room and cleaning the bathroom and things I would normally during the day. I'm like, this is unusual. Yeah. <laughs> and then realized, so I didn't even get to sleep till three this morning. And that's when I text you guys saying, I'm be a little late today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So sorry about that. That's guys. okay. Oh, All right. So tell me where we're at now. All right. So we are doing a second date update with Rebecca. Her ex-husband actually hooked her up with his best friend. So they had a very amicable... I know, I know. I guess so. They had a very amicable divorce and are still friends. And she knows the best friend. They all met together in college. And husband, ex-husband, I keep saying husband because they're such good friends. Ex-husband's like, hey, I think you and Kyle would make a really good match. So he sets it up with Rebecca and Kyle. They go out. They have a great time. He, Kyle says he wants to, you know, go out again. And she hasn't heard from him in three weeks. All right, so he totally ghosted her. How unusual is that, though, where the breakup is so good and they remain such great friends that he's like, you know what? I got somebody perfect in mind for you, my best friend. (laughs) And I was like, it's one thing if it's a colleague or an acquaintance, but, like, your best friend. That Mm. is different, yeah. That's like, yeah. I don't like the physical thought of that. Uh Uh-oh, not at all. (laughs) 
that was one of the things we were thinking because, you know, she asked her ex-husband about it, right? Like, uh-huh. hey, what's up with Kyle? Haven't heard from him. And he's like, I don't know. So we're like... Maybe the ex-husband was like, eh, I thought mm. I was cool with this, but maybe mm. not. After they go out on a date and Kyle was like, yeah, man, we had the best time. And maybe he put his foot down. That was my first thought. That was and, my first thought. And it's not even necessarily putting your foot down. It's just saying, hey, you know what? I thought I, I'm yeah. just uncomfortable with this. Mm-hmm. That makes some sense. Which your best friend would, of course, be happy to oblige that, all right, I'm not going to do this then. All right, go. Rebecca, did we miss anything here before we give you an update? Um, no, you did a good job summing it up. Okay. Uh, all right. So Good, Tommy, get, that's what I get paid to do. <laughs> Tommy, our show it's director, animated. show director reached out to the, um, with the, the husband Kyle, or the best friend, the best friend, the guy she wanted to date with okay. the best friend. All right. So I was able to get in touch with Kyle and he is familiar with the bird show and he knows that Rebecca is a big listener of the bird show. Uh, it took a little him and hawing, but I finally got him to agree to send me an email with the following answer. So Rebecca and I had a really incredible time. To be honest, it took some convincing for me to agree to go out with her. It's not that she isn't a great person or an attractive person. She's all that. It's just that until recently, I had thought of her like a sister. I mean, I had to think of her that way since she was married to my best friend. When he convinced me that she and I would be a good fit, I started to think about things differently and had decided to give one day to try. We did have a great time on our date, but it was a bit strange to be able to look at her differently. I really started to like her in that way. It honestly shocked and scared me. By the end of the night, I was eager to see her again. However, as a few days passed, I started to reconsider. While my friend was the one to insist we go out, I just can't see a way for this not to end up awkward and messy. It's not a risk I want to take with my friendship. I also know I can't imagine a situation where she'd be okay with me being so close to her ex. I don't know. It just seemed like it was a bad idea. I should have discussed that with her, but I really just didn't want to make this into a bigger deal. Too late. So, for that, I apologize. Please let her know that I had a great time with her, and I miss seeing her as often as I used to. Take care, Kyle. Well, first of all, it's a bonehead philosophy here. You can't just ghost in a situation like this because you're so close to her Uh ex-husband. It's impossible, Mm -hmm. right? And they were friends, too. Yeah. Um, I certainly understand where he is coming from, and mm-hmm. the biggest infraction, I think, is just that he didn't reach back out to her, but that all seems pretty valid. That's kind of how I figured it went. He probably wanted to give it a shot, but he, he couldn't turn off that you, I look at you as a sister thing, because I, I wouldn't be able to recover from that either, but he, he certainly shouldn't have ghosted you. He should have been able to just tell you that. So, Rebecca, our opinions are inconsequential. How are you feeling about it? Um, Kind of sad, like... Yeah, I mean, he said he he was starting to look at me in that way. So, like, it sounds like he just got too much in his head. Um, I don't know. This is kind of a mean thing to do. I I think for guys, this is kind of a mean thing to do at the very end here also. Um, And I miss seeing her as often as I used to. You know what I'm saying? It's a little bit misleading, emotionally misleading, like, in the future, dudes, when you're going to do that, end it and don't leave that window open a little bit because women interpret that different. Do I have that wrong? No, you're right. Right. You're right. Yeah. Uh, very confusing. Yeah. Um, 
At least you got the truth here now, so, you know, and now you can move on, okay? I wish he could have said that to you, but he seemed very conflicted by the whole thing. He's a good guy. I guess his punch is just... Yeah. No, he's not a good guy, and I'll tell you why. We're all going to go around the room and tell you why he's not a good guy. First of all, terrible gas. <laughs> terrible, uncontrollable gas. You would have been miserable. Kristen, what else? Um, and he drives really, really slow oh in the fast lane. Oh, my God. It drives everybody crazy. I mean, so slow in the fast lane. Terrible. Cassie, what else is wrong with this guy? Uh, his snores wake up the entire house at 3 a.m. Oh, it's awful, Mo. Man has disgusting feet. You can just smell oh, it from oh everywhere. Oh, God. Yeah, they're all janky. Horrible. Can't, you can't be seen in a pool with this guy. What what else? And Rebecca sat next to him on a plane. Guess what he did when we landed? He stood up and clapped. Oh! He's the worst. <laughs> you dodged a bullet, Rebecca. Oh, thank you. <laughs> All right, it's the Burt Show. The Burt Show. My kid drived himself, drove himself to school today for the first time. He drove himself. Yeah. Drove himself to school for the first time. It begins. Drived. Whew. Gonna he be drives. a long morning. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just uh, I don't know why, because <laughs> uh, this is not the second son that I've had that got his driver's license. He's the first son that will probably keep his car <laughs> and not have it taken away. Um, but I don't know why with Hollis, this is so mind blowing to me when I've already done this before with my son Hayden, who's now twenty one. Because it's your baby. Is that it? Yeah, it's your youngest, and you won't get to do it again. Oh, this just got sad. I wasn't even thinking of that. <laughs> Damn, I only had 16 summers with him. And I didn't <laughs> take this seriously. How does it feel, bitch? <laughs> oh, my, how the tables have turned. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty. he's such a social kid. I wrote yeah. this on Instagram yesterday that I'm pretty sure the next time I'll see him is on his wedding day. Because <laughs> um, he's just going to. I mean, it's really funny. You get to a certain age, I think, with your kids, and I'm not sure if other parents are like this, but the last six months, I've really enjoyed driving him around because it's the only time that we are isolated in a car. We're in a car together, and he must talk to me. <laughs> must. So now that time is kind of gone, right? So he's on his own. So, you know, I was just thinking, getting all sort of nostalgic that he's got a football game on Friday night that he's going to attend. He's driving himself. <laughs> he, he's not going to be asking me to pick him up or drive him, which I, you know, was ha a hassle, but now I miss it. Um, Isn't that funny how that works? Right. And then on Saturday night, he already has plans to link up with some friends, and he's going to drive himself. <laughs> and I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I have to say, the video that you shared that your ex-wife was able to capture, capture because I... Four o'clock hit yesterday because uh, I knew what time he was taking his test. Four twenty well, was his yeah. appointment time. Uh, was it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm pretty sure my ex did that on purpose. That's funny. That sounds like something she would do. But I caught myself. I'm like, did he pass? Did he pass? Will he post on social? Post on? <laughs> and then I saw that video, and it was just so classic Hollis walking toward the camera, keeping his cool. And Stace was like, did you pass? Did you pass? And he's just like. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, this is Hollis because um, she goes, well, like, I mean, it's obvious. He just yeah. took his driver's <laughs> test, right? Did did you pass as the obvious well? And he goes, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> right? And then at the end he said, yeah. Um, so I guess it's different now. When I took my driver's license test, they would give you your score. So you knew what you did well on and what you didn't do well on. But now it's 2023, I guess, and everybody gets a trophy. Nobody's supposed to be hurt. They don't tell you 
what you did wrong. Oh, really? Really? I asked him, how many points did you get on it? Yeah. And he said, they don't tell you. They don't even give you notes or anything? Nothing. He knows for sure that he screwed up the parallel parking. Okay. <laughs> he said he tried it before to practice with his mom before the test, and he did it flawlessly. And then he got on the test, and he, he rolled that thing in, and he said, I was like half on the curb, man. Oh, <laughs> yeah. no. I wasn't even the same zip code. <laughs> but yeah, you don't even know how many points you get. Yeah, I knew. I, I still remember where I got deducted and that was that three point turn yeah. and it was too far over to the left I didn't cut it close enough or whatever I was remembering this the other day that um, when I had to parallel park on my test I was so focused on these two cars right because I remember the instructor going you can parallel park anywhere on the street you'd like so I'm like okay let me pick a a spot seems to have a little bit more berth on it, so it's not going to be so hard. So I choose two cars and look over my right shoulder, whip that thing right in, and sure enough, man, it was freaking flawless, and I was so proud of myself. And I said, how'd I do? And he said, well, you parked great, except you're in a driveway. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I literally parallel parked in somebody's driveway. <laughs> I mean, it was just for practice. <laughs> so it's done. He got his license. I'm really proud, but I miss him already. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so this video, Kristen, that's been circulating that you knew I'd be mad about. Oh, dude, I saw this and I'm like, we are talking about this on the show. A woman has been seen in a viral video pulling out a measuring tape at a club to check men's Heights. You got oh, what? Yeah, Not even kidding. There's a video of a woman in the club mm-hmm. with a full-on measuring tape. Come on. Because when guys tell her tell her that they are six feet, they've been lying. <laughs> so she wants to make sure that they are indeed six feet. Someone was recording me this weekend at the club. Right. <laughs> now keep in mind if you're a new Bird Show listener, I'm five foot four. Mm-hmm. All right. So this is always I'm a little sensitive here. So this article from Lad Bible goes on to say, a trend has been going around for a while where women say they won't date a man under six feet. Damn it. Mm. Damn you, Abby. Damn Um, you. Guilty as charged. There's also a weird trend where men will say they're six foot or taller because they want to appeal to women or for another reason. Well, those two worlds collided at a crowded club, and there is this woman there walking up to men with a measuring tape, making sure... That they are over six feet. <laughs> so rude. That's so, so rude. incredibly and rude. You and I had mm-hmm. the exact same thought when I sent this to you. I know. So my thought was, and I, I hate going down this road because Cassie and I don't agree on this, that if a woman is going to bring a ruler in measuring tape. A measuring tape into a club, so my initial thought was, well, are guys allowed to bring scales? Mm-hmm. That's fair. That is not the same Here thing. Here we go again. <laughs> Here we go again. I don't understand how you can't how you say that because Kristen had the same thought. Well, I didn't have the thought with the scale, but I thought like if a man came into a club with a measuring tape and put it around women's waist to make sure they had a certain waist size, like what she's doing is gross. Oh, I agree. Yeah, 100%. I think anyone, love you, Abby, who filters based on any kind of physical appearance, like height or any number like that, I'm not a fan of that and I don't agree with it. But weight, it does not have the same stigma as height. Oh, my Which, God, Cassie, it does. I live this my whole life. How can you say that? Because I live my my whole life. Like, I, I'm i not saying height doesn't have a stigma. I think that's maybe where we're not connecting. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that you aren't, how do I put it, like, discriminated against in the dating world, that these stupid rules don't exist, that it's not fair. I, I Honestly, I feel your plight. Weight is a whole different ballgame. It is completely different 
And I just living it and being told every single day. We've even done segments on the show and I brought it up to you guys. I'm like, hey, that's incredibly hurtful. This kind of like conversation to fat people. It's not the same. It's not the same saturation point. It's not the same. Just like, has anyone ever looked at you and been like, you disgust me. You look like four Taylor Swifts rolled into one. Yes, I've had a listener on the phone literally say, I wouldn't give you the time of day because you're short. Okay, not giving you the time of day because you're short is different from literal hate comments. Shut up, fatty. Go F yourself, fatty. Go off yourself, fatty. So I'm just saying... It's not an equivalent, but for this conversation, I think you could, yes, bring a me- measuring tape mm-hmm. and, and measure. I think boob size would be a better comparison. How's that? Oh, like putting it, like putting a the um, measuring tape around the breast to make sure they're of a certain size. Ah, uh, okay. To me, that would be more of an equivalent, mm-hmm. like because we always hear like, oh, men want big boobs and like flat-chested women lose out. So if you're going, if a guy's going to the club and being like, mm, seek up and under, you're out. Mm-hmm. That's also disgusting, and that shouldn't stand. She should have been kicked out of that club. I mean, the common sense says though, like as a short guy, I cannot change my height. Mm-hmm. Can't do it, right? But if you're overweight, <clears throat> then most people can change that. I know that it, when we're debating this, yeah. The, yeah. the amount of women that are overweight because of disease, there certainly occurs, but it's it's in the overall scheme of things, fairly minuscule. So most can change their weight. I can't change my height though. Yeah, I guess they're both fruits, but it's apples to oranges for me. Because just because of the hate associated with being fat, you get discriminated against. Um, There's people treat you differently in public. There's conversations of women who have lost weight to become thin. They get treated completely differently. Mm -hmm. They get raises at work. They get promotions. Like, you advance in the workplace when you're thin. You advance socially. Your love life. Same thing with tall dudes, man. Look at the same stats. I was, you forget, I I was asked if I was officially a midget. This was back in the day when you were using that word. Literally, a listener comes up all excited. Hey, can I have a T-shirt? I got a question for you. Are you officially a midget? <laughs> Maybe I'm just scarred growing up with every single magazine being like 17 ways to lose weight. Eat the special cake. Like being, being told literally every day of my life, here's how you improve right. yourself because fat is not okay. Well, you can't, so, you can't have men's magazines like that because there aren't 17 ways to grow. <laughs> There's one. Mm-hmm. Platform shoes. <laughs> <laughs> now you got that surgery where they can break your bones. Right. It only costs $25,000. Yeah. Why don't you just do that? <laughs> hey, Julie. Good morning. You're on The Bird Show. Hi. Hi. Good morning. How are you guys? Good. Thank you. Um, I just wanted to call and chime in. I'm in the medical field, and we do measure um, body mass. And body mass is actually the height and the weight. So those two are very relevant to get that body mass number. So we do have people who, like, tend to want to lose weight to get to that ideal uh, BMI. Or then there's older people that shrink, and then their BMI goes down. So those two are actually viewed in comparison to get that body mass. Huh. So, I, so really yeah. what you need to do is go to the club and go, okay, what's your BMI? <laughs> <laughs> I, I just want you to know, looking at the calls, I am not discriminating calls. These are the ones I, coming oh, in. I don't, and I want to be very clear. I don't think that, I'm not trying to say like, you don't have any struggles with height whatsoever. I'm just in my world, I sure. deal with weight and I've just had some really hateful things said to me. Uh, good morning, Zed. You're on the Burt Show. Hi. Yeah. Hey. Um, and, and here's the thing. I'm, I'm not a tall guy. I'm five seven, so I don't I don't mean this to come from a biased lens, but it is reality. I mean, at the end of the day, you can control your weight. You cannot control your height. And I would say that girls or women discriminating against height is actually worse than men discriminating against weight because you can change that. One of my biggest pet peeves is. 
don't and I don't mean to be insensitive because I understand this is a touchy subject, but don't sit there and cry and complain and have flip into a deep depression because you're overweight. I mean, do something about it. So sure men can't do anything about their height, unfortunately. It's just reality. I, I understand your frustration, and we've talked on this show a lot about how you have to choose your hard, and being overweight is hard, and trying to lose weight is hard. Um, life is hard. Life is hard, mm-hmm. and for some people, losing weight is just not that simple. Yeah, it's a very complicated yeah. process. There's issues with BMI, but at the end of the day, I don't think ju- guys should be judged on height either. Uh, it's a bird show. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. It doesn't sit right with my soul. That's kind of been a fun theme we've been playing with on The Burt Show lately, where you're getting something off your chest that's just not sitting right with you. Like when I threw a sick burn at Abby and then immediately felt bad, and she did the same thing to Kristen and also felt bad right away. Now, we're all good, and that was all in good fun, but sometimes you're not quite ready to confront your problems head on, and you need someone to talk to. And while we love talking to you guys about your drama, sometimes it's above our pay grade, and you need a professional to give you advice. I've been to therapy and there's something so freeing about unloading your problems on a therapist that has your back and you know is there to help you. And that's where BetterHelp comes in. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Show today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Show. I'm not a huge fan of spicy foods, but I do like a bit of spice in other areas of my life. Reality TV fights make it spicy. My margaritas make them very spicy. And when it comes to the spice cabinet you keep beside your bed, you got to have a wide variety of spices to keep things heated up. If you've been looking for some more flavor to add to your life behind closed doors, Adam and Eve can help you bring the heat with some fun new items to turn up the temp between you and someone else. Or if it's a single girl summer, there's plenty of options for those of you riding solo this year. Adam and Eve is offering 50% off off just about any item and they'll include free shipping and rush processing so you can spice things up ASAP. And you don't got to worry about your neighbors noticing your delivery. Adam and Eve ships things out in discreet packaging. So you and Deborah down the street don't have to make awkward eye contact when you get your mail. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item and select just enter offer code Abby at checkout. That's A-B-B-Y at adamandeve.com. This exclusive offer is specific to this podcast. So be sure to use code Abby to get your discount code Abby. I'm not a huge fan of spicy foods, but I do like a bit of spice in other areas of my life. Reality TV fights make it spicy. My margaritas make them very spicy. And when it comes to the spice cabinet you keep beside your bed, you got to have a wide variety of spices to keep things heated up. If you've been looking for some more flavor to add to your life behind closed doors, Adam and Eve can help you bring the heat with some fun new items to turn up the temp between you and someone else. Or if it's a single girl summer, there's plenty of options for those of you riding solo this year. Adam and Eve is offering 50% off just about any item and they'll include free shipping and rush processing so you can spice things up ASAP. And you don't got to worry about your neighbors noticing your delivery. Adam and Eve ships things out in discreet packaging. So you and Deborah down the street don't have to make awkward eye contact when you get your mail. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item and select just enter offer code Abby at checkout. That's A-B-B-Y at adamandeve.com. This exclusive offer is specific to this podcast so be sure to use code Abby to get your discount code Abby. You're on The Burt Show. So there Mo and Katie are out in the public when they spot 
The very rare celebrity out in the wild. <gasps> Again? Because this is the second time. Well, it's been a pattern as of late, which is actually what brings us here, because Katie has a bit of a problem, and we need to talk about it. Me? No. <laughs> <laughs> Every time. This has become, like, something that occurs very often. We go out to these private events where they're usually invite only, so I think when the celebrities show up, they kind of have this idea that they're going to be able to have a good time and not necessarily have awkward encounters with other people. Don't have don't to worry about phones being out. People aren't going to, like, do anything. You're all you're supposed to be on the same playing field. Exactly. And you don't have to be on, per se. Like, right. you can just kind of let your hair down. So everybody is kind of just chill and they just vibe out even when the celebrities show up. All right, just so we have all of the facts. You are getting invited to these events and your plus one is usually Katie? No, sometimes we both get invited. Okay. Yeah, uh, we both uh, get invited. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she wants that to be known. I get a little bit of credit. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I think a time or two, I've even been her plus one. All so right. in this particular instance, well, it started the last event we went to, really. Katie has this thing where she'll have a couple drinks and then she'll see a celebrity <laughs> and she always has to go out of her way to make the celebrity have an awkward encounter. And I'm always standing there right next to her, just feeling ashamed and embarrassed. What? Examples, please. Yeah, what makes it awkward? Well, would you like to tell them the instance that happened with the Ellis's, Katie? Okay. Well, there's the Ellis's, and um, it's a husband and wife who had a YouTube channel about their family. It took off, and then the husband, I think his name is Deval Ellis. I, I don't know I how to pronounce so. his first name. Well, he's now on a TV show called Zatima. It took off. Boom. Right? So we're at this event that's supposed to be the premiere for that show. And I just know his history about him and his wife. That's all I knew really much about him is that they have four boys, mm -hmm. and that was the thing. And so I just randomly wanted to know. Does he want to try for a girl? Hmm. Like, so I just randomly walked up and asked the question. Oh, Katie. <laughs> just out of nowhere. Just out of nowhere. Not, not hello. <laughs> just dove right into the man personal life. I mean, that is such an invasive question. Oh, wow. How, you have been on this show for years, and we have talked ad nauseum about not asking people about, hmm. like, their procreation habits. I know. I know. But I... How like many drinks into the night are we at this point? I probably had like three. Okay. Uh, All right. I had three, and that, that was on my mind. I was like, I'm just going to go ask. He was very polite about it. He was like, uh, you know, I don't know what the future holds. Uh, type of thing. <laughs> that is a classic, I don't want to ask. Yeah. Answer your stupid question. Now I'm standing there with my head down looking at him like, I know, bro. I, I'm sorry, man. But I'm sorry. After that, any other experience, I've never asked like a question that invasive, you know? So in this recent experience. <laughs> and is this the one you guys talked about on? In the Moment? Yes, it is. All right, that's Moe's podcast uh, called In the Moment, and it is on the Pioneer Network, which I own. Yes, so there were a couple celebrities at this event, and Katie had two encounters with, with both celebrities. The first one was a bit of a warm-up, so I kind of should have saw the second one coming because we get invited to this BET event for a show called Impact. And the I one like where y'all got kicked out? The one where we got kicked out of the theater because we were sitting in a row that did not have reserve signs, but they pretty much forced us to leave because they had to reserve it for the quote-unquote talent. Now, the first encounter that Katie had was with a guy named Moneybag Yo. And he's standing there, minding his business, having a good time. We're a couple drinks in. It's toward the end of the night. And for whatever reason... What's the first question? Is that your birth name? <laughs> no. No, 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 I didn't ask him that. First name, money bag, last name, yo. <laughs> he, he's standing there clearly trying not to be bothered off into the corner doing his own thing, and Katie 
felt like she should go out of his way and, and say what? I just looked at him up and down, tall guy. And I'm like, hey, man, where's your drink? No drink. That's it. I just wanted to know. He didn't have mm-hmm. a drink in his okay. hand. He was just standing off the side. All right. That's mm-hmm. a nice breaker. Not so bad, uh-huh. right? That's a nice little warm up to what happened next. So there's another guy there. And it's a rapper who once had a really, really big hit. It's been a while since, so y'all may not be familiar with him, but his name is Hurricane Chris. Mm-hmm. He used to have a song called A Bay Bay. It was a big deal when it oh, came out. Yeah. So I'd kind of spot him, which I was like, Katie, I think that's Hurricane Chris. So she looks and she goes, oh, that is him. So at some point in the night, um, we're, when we were actually in the theater, <laughs> we get, we, we're pretty much asked to leave. So on our, on our way out, he happens to be in the hallway of the theater as we're exiting the theater. Now, mind you, it's a theater, so it's quiet. Everyone can hear everything. <laughs> On our way out, <laughs> for whatever reason, Hurricane Chris is standing there minding his business. And Katie walks out and goes, oh, Hurricane Chris, they kicked you out too? <laughs> <laughs> what is the matter? <laughs> you can't get in either, bro. It's the matter? Everyone can hear you. What is the matter with you? I mean, clearly he was standing in the hallway. And as we're leaving, it's because the theater is full. There's no seats. And he's just in the hallway. So he must have had not a, hadn't a seat either. So I was like, maybe, okay. maybe you and Mo got kicked out and Hurricane Chris. Chris was said talent that was coming down to take your seat. That would be correct if when we went outside to the lobby, we didn't see him walking out. And then I had to say bye. The details are inconsequential. <laughs> You're right. All right? right. Inconsequential. Why are you going to call a man out like that? And I forgot about that part. Katie's right. He walked out with his head down. It was clear that they didn't have room for him either. Like, Aww. we were in the same boat. It was clear. And then Katie yells from across the bar, Bye, Hurricane Chris! <laughs> <laughs> Will you leave the man alone? When this guy's at rock beat. bottom thinking, okay, yes, no, at least, but at least nobody's noticed me here. Right. That's when she does that. <laughs> did he? What did he? Did Mr. Hurricane Chris respond in any way? <laughs> he threw his hand. He did a little piece as he walked out. He did. He, he, he like acknowledged. <laughs> you sure it was both fingers he had in the air? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you can check out Mo. And you can check out Katie on in the moment. Anywhere you get your podcast. And legally, I got to tell you guys that I own Pioneer, and they're on my network. Get it? The Bird Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. Who cheated on who? It is the age-old debate when it comes to Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake. Well, Britney Spears reportedly claims that not only did Justin Timberlake cheat on her, he cheated on her with another celebrity. Now, Cassie's our resident Britney Spears fan. I'm curious, what is your hypothesis? If you had to guess what celeb he cheated on her with, who would you say? I have no idea because that's a really risky move when you're one of like pop's biggest couples and everybody loves you and stands you guys. Unless I really could not even tell you. If it's Christina Aguilera though, the the fandoms are going to become unhinged. That's what I was thinking. Because Christina and Britney fans have always... The media pitted the two against each other, right? Like, because they were both blonde pop stars. And I think fans for a while kind of played into it. And then then they were like, we don't need to hate on X-Tina. She can do her own thing. But it always felt like it was just kind of shakily glued together, the piece. So if he cheated with Christina, who was also on the same season of Mickey Mouse Club, shared a dressing room with Britney, whoo, 
Mm. Because somebody asked her how she felt about Britney Spears' memoir. Mm. And she said, um, I think the future should be celebrated. That and um, that she hopes everything is good between the two of them. Yeah. So who knows what's going to come out, Mm. but I hope she'd be dropping names. I'm really excited to see what happens. When does this book come out? Because this is going to be explosive. It comes out in six days on October 24th. (sighs) Yeah. I saw a joke. Somebody said, yeah, Jada spilled the tea, but Brittany spilled the 151. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Thanks. (laughs) Okay. Tavis Nation, I have more news for us about Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. We're back. So a new episode of the New Heights podcast just came out today. And Travis is commenting on the viral videos and photos that came out over the weekend of them on their little date when he was being all cute and protective and pushing the security guards out of the way. Abby, would this not be so much hotter if he said nothing at all? No. Yes, it would be. Should he not be speaking about this at all? I I think it's a sure way to ostracize her. I don't know why he's talking about it at all. I think he's talking a little too much as well. He's talking about the public things, but he's keeping the private stuff private. Now, if he was talking about their sex life, okay, that would be one thing. But he's just talking about what's going on in pop culture. And honestly, I don't think Taylor Swift is as private as people think she is. I don't think she's bothered by this whatsoever. So he said on the podcast, you know, I'm a man on a date with my woman. I like to feel protective. So when the security guard was in my way, he's like, I'm going to push him aside a little bit. But Travis's brother, Jason said, well, how did security feel about that? Did you get any pushback from the actual security guards about pushing them out of the way the one night? Pushing them out of the way? I mean, it's on camera, Travis. I didn't push him. I placed my hand on the gentleman's back to let him know I was behind him. If I would have pushed him, he would probably would have turned around and tased me. That sounds like a, a, a way that somebody who pushed somebody would describe pushing them. <laughs> I didn't push them. I just put my hand on them and moved them. Good, sir. Can you uh, excuse me? I need to get the door. Sorry. <laughs> I'm right behind you. Don't want to startle you. I know it's your job to keep crazy people away. And if you just randomly get pushed in the back while <laughs> standing in front of a door, that could probably be a little alarming. No, I didn't. That- what also people are so excited about is they're clearly very ingrained in Swifty Twitter. So once these, <laughs> just really giving y'all the deep dive today. So when those photos and videos came out over the weekend of Travis gently moving the security guard out of the way so he can open up the door for his woman, people are like, wow, we have really upgraded because there's this photo of her ex-boyfriend, Joe, who she was with for six years, sitting in the booth at a restaurant while Taylor was in a chair. <laughs> And so they're like, we have really gone from oh my God. we have really gone from her man taking the booth to her getting escorted by this six five piece of man meat gonna be in the Hall of Fame. All right, let's Hall let's, of Fame. Oh, Hall of Fame. It's been in the league four years or something. That's it. Tavis Nation, we are so up right now. Right, so I want to dissect this a little bit. Because some people have a preference. If you are at a table that is half booth, half chair. So you're telling me the masculine thing to do is to give the lady the booth and for the man to take the chair. It's just chivalry. (laughs) It's basic good manners. Now, granted, I'm a booth girl. So if I came up to Mm -hmm. a table and I either had to choose chair or booth, I'm going to go booth, right? Mm -hmm. But is is I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, I always reluctantly take the chair. Really? Unless my back is to the door. I can't sit with my back to the door. That's a really (laughs) awkward thing for me. Why? 
Well, because you, it's it's like a, so a lookout. I want my back to the door because at my size, I'm going to be killed either way. <laughs> so I'd rather it be a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's how you about protecting your lady. It is. Uh, my brother, who's a military, he has to have eyes on all exits. He has oh. to see the points of egress, he says. Interesting. Well, they're clearly looking. <laughs> no, I'm not even remotely kidding. Because he took us, we were sitting at a bar and we sat at the very corner of the bar. And I'm like, why are we sitting here? Because we're at the closest point of egress. <laughs> That's how my dad is. Whatever you say, dude. If you're going to get me out, Steph, then hey, more to you. Well, they've clearly seen it on Twitter because Jason asked Travis, so uh, at the restaurant, what seat did you take? And it was this very cute little moment that Swifties knew about. For more stories, head to thebirtshow.com. Click eBuzz. The Birch Show. So the country is divided. Divided. You may not even know it yet. Your family might be divided. Our family in here might de- be divided. Over the great fart debate. This took the internet by storm, and I didn't see it coming, but it went viral, and it genuinely seems like everybody had to pick a side once this conversation went viral. All right, what, what, what teams are we having to choose? So Shannon Sharp and Chad Ochocinco have a podcast that they do together, and it came up that Shannon Sharp is on one side of the debate and Chad Ochocinco is on the other side of the debate. And the debate is... For those that don't know, those are two former football players. Right. And the debate is, do you fart in front of your significant other, and do you allow your significant other to fart in front of you? And here is the conversation. Going to the bathroom in front of a woman, I'm not, I don't do that. I don't pass hell, no. Listen, let me tell you what my grandma told me now. The minute she can use the bathroom and leave the door open, that's the one. She can't do that. This one here, I knew she was the one. When she fought in the front of me, oh, oh, yeah. I broke up with a girl. I broke, was he ending with, I broke up he, with a girl? He says he legit broke up with a girl that he liked because she farted in front of him, and he was like, no, we're not doing that. And that was enough reason for him to leave. Whereas Chad Ochocinco feels like when a woman farts in front of me or uses the bathroom with the door open, mm. that more so means like, oh, she's the one. She's comfortable enough that this is a woman I can marry. All right, so we got a couple of things to unpack here. When you're talking about door being open, is that peen or is that number two? Well, those, I, those obviously are two very different mm-hmm. things. So for me, um, I leave the door open when I pee. I do not do that when I'm I'm dropping a log. <laughs> <laughs> all right, now I've got a pretty good idea where this is going now. Um, all right, Cass, I want you in on this because I know you're a big fan of the Dutch ovens, but um, you have said this before. Uh, so you don't poop with the door open, do you? No, I don't. But unfortunately, having kids, they will. I don't lock it, and they will open it. And I remember one day I was sitting there and I kept telling my kid, I need privacy. I need privacy. And then because I do, I pee with the door open. My husband just came up and started talking to me. And I'm like, can you leave me alone, please? And shut the door. So for me, number two is a closed door situation. I already think I know about Mo. I have never been comfortable enough to fart around a girlfriend or to even use the bathroom with the door open around a girlfriend. I don't know that I am to the extreme to where if it happened, I would leave her. But I, I certainly wouldn't be something that I would feel like, yeah, let's uh, incorporate this into our relationship. All right, so it's, it was never discussed, but she rips one in front of you. How do you react? Is it an accident or is it a no, lift in the leg? It's so not a like- lifting of the leg, but <laughs> it's not like a, she's embarrassed. Like she purposefully lets one rip in front of you. I would legit be disgusted. I, I'm telling you. <laughs> no, I'm going to be honest. We're getting real co- close to a, ga- a like game-changing. Yes. Right. Yeah. No, you can't. No. You no, can't do that. No, I, no. I, would, I would politely ask her to please never do that again. Okay. I, but- didn't, I didn't come from one of those fart families like a bunch of my friends. 
were fart families. Like I go and spend the night, and Dad would lift the leg, and <laughs> everybody would laugh about it, and the kids would lift their legs, and it was hilarious. No, nobody farted in my house ever. And this would be a game changer, a deal breaker for me. Maybe that's why I don't like it, because my dad is that dad. Oh. Mm. He's always the fart on you think it's funny guy, and I never enjoyed that. I'm letting you know right now, you get married and she gets pregnant, she won't be able to control that, and you're going to have to deal. Oh. <laughs> does, it, does it change based how long you've been dating? Because I wouldn't mm-hmm. do that in the beginning of a relationship. No. The first no. couple of years, no. Nah. But then later on, where I'm more comfortable... I'll do it at the dinner table, and I blame no, the baby. Absolutely not. I've totally blamed Jimmy. Yeah, Bart was like, <laughs> Bart really thought our toddler had like a poopy diaper. And <laughs> I let him check the diaper and everything, and then he looked at me, and I was like, "Sorry." <laughs> <laughs> I have been living so mad. <laughs> and he just looks at me, and he just shakes his head. Has Bart gotten to the point where he lifts you up and smells your butt to see no. if it's you <laughs> or if you pooped yourself or not? Abby, where are you on this? For me, I am a close door person, but I will say there's something going around that I think guys, I don't know if I would call it a turn on, but I have heard this from my guy friends. So if you're on FaceTime with your lady, they get very offended if you put the mute on while you're going pee and you're still on FaceTime. They, I have heard that it is like another level of intimacy. Like they know that you feel close to them if you don't mute it while you're tinkling. Nah, I I would appreciate the mute. Yeah, (laughs) the peeing thing wouldn't bother me as much, but you got to close that door. We are not... Whatever I have to say or whatever you have to say can wait whatever time it's going to be while you're going number two. You're mm-hmm. so extreme. You go on vacations and won't even use the bathroom in your own hotel. You go to the mm-hmm. lobby. That is true. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah, I'm not and that bad. The, and the person I'm with will go down and use the lobby as well. What? Yes. Really? <laughs> yeah, I'm not nobody that bad. got time for nobody? that. No. Oh, yes. oh, by the way, I forgot to tell you guys. I got an update about the woman who had diarrhea on the airplane. Do you want to hear it? Yes. The wo- oh, this was a couple of weeks ago. Yes, yeah, you yes, got to yes. reset this yeah, story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a woman on a flight, they were leaving, going from Atlanta to Barcelona, right? And she gets diarrhea down the aisle of the plane, and they had to, like, get everybody off the plane. It was a biohazard. They were, like, doing all this stuff. Plane didn't end up taking off to Barcelona until, like, 3 a.m. in the morning, right? So somebody I know knows somebody who was on the plane. She was actually sitting two rows in front of the woman who had the accident. And this is what went down on the plane. So um, she said she ran to the back of the plane to use the bathroom, but somebody was in there. So she panicked and she ran to the front of the plane. She ran to the front of the plane. And as she was running to the front of the plane, that's when everything came out of her and she just kept running. (sighs) So like, of course, hindsight's 20-20. And she was in the front of the plane, so she had to go. (laughs) She was in comfort. She was. They were sitting in comfort because the woman said they were sitting in comfort. So what's that? The first 12 rows or something? You, you yep. have first class and you have comfort okay. and then mm-hmm. you have um, main, cabin, main cabin, right? And if you're going to Barcelona or whatever, that's going to be a big plane. So you're probably 30, 40 rows. If I remember correctly from the video, there's two aisles, okay. right? So she ran all the way to the back. Somebody was in there, started running to the front, and that's when everything came out, and she just ran all the way to the front, right? Oh, no. So what the plane did, they turned off all the lights, and they escorted her off the plane so nobody could see her face because she was so embarrassed. Oh, my gosh. I know, right? But um, they said they waited, and it took so long to clean the plane because it was so bad that, like, 40 people opted not to get back on the plane, and they just were going to get, like, another flight. But at this point, it's like you're taking a red eye to Barcelona. You might as well just get back on the plane. No. And that the woman. I, I would have not got back I'm not on, that plane. on that plane. Oh, you're not? No uh-huh. way. Really? Mm-mm. So 40 people apparently chose not to get back on the plane. The woman who had the accident, 
got back on the plane. No. Wow. Really? <laughs> yeah, well, she's but no sitting one in her own she field. Poof, she don't care. Right. <laughs> she's probably sitting there in the seat being like, can you believe what just happened? <laughs> All right, so but final. so bad for her. Like, could yeah, you imagine? No. So if your significant other poops in front of you or farts in front of you, is that a sign of intimacy or lack of respect? Fart, yes. Poop, no. Okay. Uh-uh, it's too far. Yeah, fart, yes. Poop, mm-mm. Lack of respect, either way. Either way. Same here. Lack of respect for me. Lack of respect. Yes, sir. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Get more Bird Show fix at thebirdshow.com or follow us on social media at The Bird Show.